Well, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent, and I'm here with my good friend, Alan. And uh, we know that you're coming close to the end of the year, and that begins this whole process. At least, I'm going to say, I hope that it begins a process with you of planning and thinking about what 2023. Gosh, that's so weird to say, Alan. 2023. I know, you know, I didn't think I'd live past 1984. So, hey, life is good. Well, you know, Trent, it's one of those times, right? Like the numbers just add up and they just keep adding up and they keep adding up for us a little bit. Just yesterday <laughs> we were we were college students and we were so young. And um, now now we're watching the time fly by. Someone said that um, as we get older, that the uh, days seem long, but the years go by fast. That certainly mm-hmm. seems to be truer. And the calendar flies by fast. And you started yeah. thinking about, man, I've got 2023 to, to plan for, and maybe you haven't had time to plan. And I wish we had probably put this episode out a little bit sooner, but we want to, hopefully we'll tag this one and keep it available for you a- anytime you need it next year. But we want to talk today about how do you plan your sermon calendar? Um, Trent, this came about, I was talking with the pastor. I said, you need to go back and listen to our podcast about a sermon sermon planning retreat and then i went back and realized we'd never done one on that so it'd be kind of hard to listen to Um, (laughs) we've mentioned it we've mentioned it several times but we've actually never talked about the how um, to do that so today Mm -hmm. let's talk about how we plan a sermon retreat and again you get to tailor make it we're not trying to give you any hard and fast. We are much better at the generalization side of things anyway, but we want to talk to you today about how you can plan a sermon retreat. Yeah, this is a really important thing. And, you know, I was talking to a group of pastors and they're like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm lucky if I get, you know, Sunday, you know, I don't, I plan a week in advance and, and, you know, I understand that happens sometimes, but if that's for general rule, if that's your life, <clears throat> I think you're missing out on on thinking through and putting some some deep thought into into your planning for the entire year. Um, and it may change. You can be flexible, but um, I think you need to do that. Yeah, that's so that's so important. And so when we're thinking about what our preaching calendar looks like, I know some guys who take three months at a time, some take six months at a time, some take a year at a time. So a handful of people even have a five year preaching plan. Um, And even if you have a plan, you still have to put the plan in place. You still have to put all the pieces together for that. So let's talk about some of the things you need to know beforehand before you ever ever decide you're going to do this retreat, I think it's pretty good to have a good idea of who you are as a preacher, especially in regards to your style. Are you a short series person? Are you a long series person? Mm-hmm. Um, are you a book and verse by verse expositor? Are you a thought by thought expositor? Do you mix it all up? Do you like to do a lot of mm-hmm. different things, which is kind of more my approach. I, I really like to to try to do different styles um, over the course um, of the year. So who are you, you know, as a preacher, you, you need to know that before you really plan this out. We're not advocating that you become someone else either. You know, we, we, just as Alan said, we want you to know 
who you are, um, what God has created you, and the way that you feel most comfortable preaching to your folks. And like you, Alan, I'm I, I mixed it up. I did I do a series, you know, probably around the first of the year, and then I would. You, you, then you've got Valentine's and you've got different things that cause you to do a one-off. And and so, yeah, you do need to think about what fits you and what fits your church well, too. Yeah, so you got to just know yourself and get to know yourself. And again, I'd encourage you, um, maybe even in, in anticipation of this, read another book on preaching. Continue to develop your skills and hone your skills mm -hmm. um, in that. The second part of that is you need to start building up your resources. You know, you should have a general idea of, you know, you think, well, there's some books I want to consider. You know, maybe mm -hmm. you do preach through books at a time. And, you know, I've been really thinking about preaching through Galatians, but um, I've also wanted to do an Old Testament thing on, you know, and go go to Ezra and talk about the recovery of the temple and the temple worship and and how does that fit into our New Testament life and so, you know, you're gathering those resources and you're put getting, you know, do you have the commentaries you need? Do you have have it on Logos as you need it or whatever your software is? Do you have enough resources to do all the research that you need to do? One of the most frustrating things, and I think it's worse today, you know, when we talk about supply chain issues, it can be a lot harder today, I think, to find resources than it was three or four years ago. So do you have all the resources um, mm -hmm. that you need? Well, and the another part of that that I think pastors miss out on the opportunity is they don't realize that there's a lot of people in their church that are kinesthetic learners, and they need to have something in their hands, something that they can tie into what you're talking about. So I, I tried to make it a habit of mine to give out something, you know, to our church family um, that related to what I was preaching about. And, and typically you can't do that. Like I, I remember giving out rolls of duct tape to my entire church because I was talking about some topic. And, and so it's hard to find enough rolls of duct tape on the night before that you're preaching about this. And so you got to think ahead, right? I gave out water bottles. I gave out nails, like, you know, all kinds of things. And just to give people something that they could cling to and put, you know, and put it all together in their mind. Yeah. You want to be careful going and listening to the Prince to Trent preach though, when it's, when it says, if your eye offends you, cut it out. That, that was kind of, a, <laughs> it was kind of a messy day in church, but yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of paper towels, but uh, <laughs> you're right. You, it, it is. You need to know if you know where you're going, you can be prepared and, plan for all of those things. So, you know, build up your resources. This is a, uh, can be a year long process too. I think it's just looking for building up the right resources, talking to people mm -hmm. about all those things. And then of course, it's probably good to find a place that you're going to get away to. Um, your house is not your best place. Yeah. And neither is your office at church. That is not a good place either. Um, so, yeah, you need to find someplace that's different that you don't normally go to. Uh, um, um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. And, and Alan, the longer I've been in ministry, which is a long, long time, I, I learn about or hear about um, people that have uh, Christian retreat centers or that they'll give pastors and their wives a free stay, you know. 
at their place. And so keep that in mind. There's great places that will give pastors a wonderful deal. Yes, and so many Christian retreat centers today and places where there's youth camps in the summer and empty space in the fall and winter. Many, many camps have become year-round retreat centers and have the facilities mm -hmm. um, set aside. You know, I, I work with a camp here that has that had four houses that were put up specifically for this purpose. You know, so mm -hmm. it's places where pastors can come to getaways or retreats or, or things like that. And so there are places that have done that and that can do that. You just have to really get on the phone, look around, talk to people who've been on one. They're all over the place. You and I both have ministered in Colorado. There's a lot of places you can go go there. Um, mm -hmm. But there are other things you can do too. Uh, get get on Airbnb or VRBO, something like that. Rent a house. Um, you can get a good scenic location. I encourage you to get a place that's worthy of a good walk or has some outdoor recreation things that you like to do as kind of a break from the mental work that you're doing. Yeah, that, it's so important that you that it's inspiring to you as you spend time with the Lord. You know, and you need to. We're going to talk about the things you need to take with you. But, you know, the setting itself is God can use that. God used locations and the people that he talked with in Scripture. And so I think this is important. Yes. And then, of course, you want to enlist some prayer partners. You don't, don't go into this without having some folks who can just lift you up and who care about what you're doing in your ministry. So enlist those prayer partners. And I want to say this, too, if you're a bivocational pastor and you're thinking, well, I just can't get away. You know, this is something that's really been on my heart. Reach out, reach out to a larger church pastor in the area or someone in ministry. Plan that extra Sunday off. Let your mm -hmm. church know what you're getting away for. I think you'd be amazed at the support that you would get for something like that. So if you need to go over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, don't hesitate to do that because you need it probably more than anyone else needs it. And so I want to encourage you, if you're in that bivocational setting, to really take advantage of this. And, you know, to the pastors in my association, you know, reach out to me. I will help fill your mm -hmm. pulpit. If I can't do it, I'll help find someone. But I want you to be able to do this. I'm passionate about your ability to do this. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Alan, because I, I'm like you. You know, I try to say again and again to the you know, pastors in my area, my association, you know, hey, I'm here for you. And I'm, I've heard again and again, Alan, um, pastors say, well, I haven't taken a vacation in a number of years, you know, and it's like you, you run out, you're going to be dry. You, there, you have nothing to give to your people. And plus, you need to grow. You just need to grow closer to the Lord for your. Uh, blessing and enjoyment and so yeah please take some of that time and I, i'm glad you said reach out to the larger churches because there are some you know churches that would say hey we'll send a we'll send a group to your church on that sunday to do something special you know um make it a make it fun for your church and also a, a blessing for you and they will love you all the more when they see how much better your preaching is in the long run too for it so it is a worthwhile uh, venture so you know do all these things beforehand so you also need to get some supplies together 
you know, the first time I ever did one, Trent, I took a calendar, a blank calendar. You know what I didn't take? The school calendar. Oh, yeah. That was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I, I needed our local school calendar in this case. Yeah. Well, and just thinking about, you know, your calendar doesn't need to be blank. You need to ahead of time fill in, hey, th- this is an important time in my community. Um, just down the road, there's a little um, bird called Lee Duck, and they do apple butter days in the fall, you know. And so, man, you want to know those things and put them on your calendar so you don't plan some something that would draw away from that. You're not going to have anybody because everybody's going to be at apple butter days. Yeah, we've got the tomato festival here um, in in uh, Jacksonville, which is why everyone has a ceramic tomato in front of their business and things like that. But <laughs> but tomatoes yeah. are are quite the thing here. So every community has their thing, right? And so right. You want want to know what's going on in your community, what's going mm-hmm. on in your in your local school. Of course, the holidays you're going to make pay special attention to that. Um, most people do one-offs for sure on Christmas and Easter, things mm-hmm. like that. So make sure that you have a plan specifically for your holidays. You may have an extra service in there, or you may know that you're going to adjust your schedule. Maybe you have more services um, on, or, on or around Christmas or fewer services on or around Christmas. And you need to be prepared in your preaching for, for what that might look like. So you need you need a lot of calendar information. The more calendar mm-hmm. information you have, the better your plan is going to you're going to be on able to honor your plan. So make sure um, that you do that. Then you need to put your resources, study resources together. And so I would always take I would basically take a paper, a um, a box or two of one of those like boxes you get at Sam's or Costco with mm-hmm. the reams of paper. I'd take a, one or two boxes of that size with books in it with me that I could could delve into. So obviously, flying to this retreat probably wasn't my best method. But if you're, you got everything on Lagos or, or on online, it probably wouldn't matter. For me, it matters. I like books. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay. At first, I wanted to say, hey, you need to be away from the internet. But unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately, there's on Logos and, and so many other things, you, you need to have access to those resources. Uh, it, it, and it's up to your own discipleship method or, or how you can protect your, your focus, I guess, you know, to be able to say, hey, I'm going to focus on this for these two or three days. Uh, and don't get hung up on scrolling Facebook or something like that, you know, so. Um, if you have internet service and you need it, that's great. But just don't don't let your time get away from you. Yeah, I tried to use mine sparingly so I could uh, actually delve into more of the book stuff um, when I when I do mine. But you also do need a um, you know your templates. You know, I, when mm-hmm. I first started doing that, I used all handwritten templates. Now I put more stuff into Evernote and use use tools. Um, Mm-hmm. Like that, I've got my iPad. I can write write some things down and notes down and, and things like that. So, uh, whatever it is, you can create your template. You know, I would always start with my calendar, and then I would just start start filling in on my calendar. But you know, it's really creating a template. 
based on the dates and then a line out beside it that has this would be the text and this is where it'd be going for and then you know a notation this is memorial day weekend you know mm-hmm. there's labor day weekend we've got christmas is on a thursday you know all, all those kinds of things that they would right. be in well so you know you need a template that will work for that i would encourage you to have that made or and there are several online you can get but if you don't know how to make one i'll be glad to send you one i'll reach out mm-hmm. to it but we, we will get you a template if you don't know what it should look like but we'll help you there right. yeah and you mentioned evernote alan and i both use it quite a bit and for me this next week i'm going to be driving a lot um, going to two different places and so evernote is awful handy for me to pull up on my phone and i can type in several thoughts and and so i can just keep track of of that stuff and it's it's there when i need it and i can share it it automatically goes to my laptop too so yeah we love evernote that's like one of the best ministry tools i've ever picked up along the way i think we even did a podcast about how, how important evernote was to us um one time so you you've got your templates you've got all that you also need to go with plans and what i mean is a, ske- a schedule of some kind a schedule involves you know how you're going going to do that how you're going to set that up we'll talk about blocks of time but also plans for mental breaks so if you go and you plan to do this retreat and you think i'm going to i'm going to concentrate on sermons you know 16 hours a day Mm, you're you're going to yeah you're going to crash and burn and you're going to start just looking at paper or screens or whatever and going i don't know what to do next your brain is not wired to to work at that capacity all day long all the time you need you need a break from time to time so whether that's going for a walk or taking a basketball with you or whatever do something a little physical um to to break out of the the mental exhaustion that you're going to face yeah, and so um, that that requires you to do some study of the area, you know, ahead of time, so that you can know what's available in that area. If there's some great hiking trails, then hey, make sure you know where those are, so you don't get frustrated and you can find those. Uh, maybe you're a fisherman and you want to go fish for three or four hours. Make sure you've got all your stuff together. You know where to go, um, and maybe you talk to people you know in that area or pastor friends that have been to that place and and get some advice but yeah what alan said is so true you don't want to just sit in a room you know 24 hours a day for three or four days boy you'll come back so exhausted and you won't have gained anything and uh, that little bit of activity and seeing something new will inspire you and god will will speak to you in new ways so that kind of gets you prepared. You've got your plans, you've got your supplies, you know, so whether that's your hiking boots or your running shoes or your waders, whatever it is that you need to take with you, you've got all the supplies that you need. So let's talk a little bit now about the retreat itself. So again, I think when you first get get to the place where you're doing your retreat, don't just start working right away. Just get on your face and spend some time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spend some time in, you know, give yourself a, a break, you know, 
take some time in prayer. And if you fall asleep, then that's a blessing. People would always ask me, am I, am I horrible because I fall asleep when I pray? Like, no, that I'm pretty sure that's God saying to you, you need to catch up on some rest. And so this may be starting off with prayer and rest as you um, seek the Lord. And he'll, um, scripture says that he gives us dreams and visions. And so um, some of that dreams I know has to happen when I'm sleeping. So <laughs> that's a good thing to have. I only sleep when I'm in church, when I'm uh, in church or driving. So anyway. well, it works good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, spend time in prayer. You know, I, the other thing, Trent, is we talked about it a minute ago, set blocks of time. Now, all of us are wired a little different. Some, some of you guys out there can concentrate a lot better than Trent and I, um, you know, yeah. Trent. So when you set a block of time to work, and focus in on, on sermon planning, what would be your ideal block of time for a work session? Yeah, I think I would have to, my ADHD is going to kick in there and I'm going to have to, I, I have to, you know, work for 30 minutes, get up and walk around for a while and then go back to it. I, I can't do multiple hours at a time. It just doesn't, my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, so one of the things that you have to do is you have to block your time such that it gives you those five or ten minute breaks in there so you can mm -hmm. go back to it. And so you you have to think of your blocks that way. For me, it's it's like I can do two hour, two hour things. So give me two hours. And if I need to only make lunch, you know, 30 minutes, I can do that. But I have to think mm -hmm. of my work time in, in like two hour in two hour places for me. And also my playtime. You know, I've got to get away. So. I'm probably going to give myself a good two hour afternoon thing, uh, you know, to go do and, and get away. And whether that was go for a run before my knees got bad or, you know, go fishing yeah. or whatever it is. So, so do blocks of time and everyone's blocks going to look a little bit differently, but put your schedule on paper or in your calendar or something, use reminders, alarms, whatever you need to do to honor your time. It's easy. So many of us are so busy. We're so tired by the time we get to a retreat. We need that rest, but we also need to do our work. And so make sure that you honor that time by getting the work done. So use those blocks for what you say you're going to use them for. Yeah. So um, we talked about in our list of resources, you definitely need to have your, your Bible with you. You want to, that's where you're your text is coming from. And so you want to take some time and just start reading multiple times through your text. Or if you're doing a series, maybe you, you know, thinking through the series of texts, but you want to read through that a number of times, not just once, but I think reading for me anyway, the way my brain works, I have to read it several times and I'll get something new every time I read it. Yeah. Now, some of you might be extra good <laughs> with, uh, your language studies. I would say that in this planning retreat, I would steer clear myself of taking Greek and Hebrew stuff on this particular part. I would save that more for the study in the week. I'm, I'm preparing the message. Here, I want to get my, my broad outline. I want to get as much done as I can. So I'm taking a bigger perspective, but I would, I wouldn't hesitate to read you know, if you normally read out of one translation to take a secondary translation and read through it so you can get some of the, some, an idea of some of those nuances and maybe circle a few things 
that you want to double back to in your in your weekly study as you're preparing for a message. But read the text or the series of texts um, that you're that you're going with. And once you've done that, you want to then then go um, to some of your study materials. And you're going to find one or two of those study materials that just resonate with you better than some of the others. Don't feel guilty about that. If you take a resource and you pulled it out and then you put it back and you never used it, that's okay. Right. And the, remember that the, the um, big goal here is to put together a calendar not to get all the details of each sermon laid out. You, you're going to, like Alan said, you might get a, a broad outline, um, a thought, but this is not the place to, to nail down all the details. Um, I will point out to you, though, that, you know, say you're hiking somewhere. Well, on your phone, you can have the Bible app, and you can look at it in several different translations. Maybe God just brings a passage to your mind, and you just sit down on a rock and you read that passage. In several um, different, um, you know, versions. Uh, Bible.cc uh, is good as well. Lots of great tools on there that you can have on your phone or on your laptop, whatever. Um, good resources for you to be able to use and find lots of different uh, translations of scripture. Yeah, so there's a lot of resources in the study materials. You're, you're never going to run short of all of those things if you've done your work going into this time. And then you want to work on completing your outline. So if you're preaching through a book of the Bible, you want to make sure that you've got your outline. You want to accomplish that. You want to start breaking that down into your preaching segments and you'll get an idea of how long that's going to take. You know, if you're going to be in Romans for the next four years, you know, you probably ought to have a good idea of how far you're going to get in Romans over this coming year or something like that. If you're doing a series and you're doing short series, um, you know, if you're doing the Sermon on the Mount, how are you going to break that down? And, and you're going to put that into shorter things. And then maybe you're going moving on to a study in the Old Testament or something. How are you going to break that down? So you want to start putting kind of those rough outlines together um, as you're as you're doing that. And you want to write down certain notations about passages and you kind of want to start going through those those little things. This is this passage, you know, it's about joy about joy in our journey. You know, this this passage has a challenge to us about the character of our lives. You know, this this passage is highly evangelistic, whatever those 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 little notations are. And you want to start just making those notes. Mm -hmm. And as you're putting together those, um, just this just came to mind. And I know we talked a little bit about having your calendar stuff and all that. But um, keep in mind that you, you're going to need to be flexible because there's going to be that Sunday, VBS Sunday or, um, you know, children's program that, that needs to happen, you know, and, and all those things, you're going to have to be flexible. And, and so it's good to start thinking about, okay, if we do have a break in here, how will I transition that? How will I build up that and how will I bring them back if it's in the middle of a series? Yeah, that's a great thought. So you want to have the ability to kind of do all of that, those things. But if you have your kind of your themes and all that put together, you get a good little flow and you might even see where you need to put in a break. So if you do long series, you might recognize, you know what, there's a natural break right here 
this would be a wonderful time for a one-off and you can look at your calendar and you might even be able to pace it. You know what? That's VBS week. That'd be a great time to take that break. We're going to do something different that day. And you might be able to, to put those things in, in that way. So what I like to do, Trent, is once I kind of got all those things done, then I start to really just go back into my calendar and I put the next to the date, I put the passage and if I can, I will actually put a title down. Now, my titles have changed a lot over the years. I've even changed <laughs> sermon series names over the years. But mm -hmm. but I would put those things down because oftentimes the title would be a reflection of what I got out of that passage and what my study um, reflected out of that passage. So I would I would do all of that. And then I would have kind of, you know, a rough outline set now. You, you said don't go too far. I would say give one caveat to that. If I was doing this in early November and I knew I was going to be preaching my vision, a vision series, which I always did every January, mm -hmm. my, my January series got extra attention in my sermon planning retreat. So sure. I would come out of that with three or four good outlines of where I was going in the month of January. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know a lot of pastors um, would also do a series on giving uh, at the beginning of the year. And if you don't do a series on giving sometime during the course of the year, please do that. I'm telling you, it's important. Um, your people need to know that what God calls them to do. And so I'm sorry, I could get off on the soapbox on that. I won't, but I think that's important to include in your planning. Boy, that sounds like a future podcast episode right there, Trent. Mm -hmm. How do you we preach about giving? I mean, that would be a, a pretty compelling episode. So we'll put that in our notes. We'll have to tackle that that issue sometime. So anyway, I think one other thing in here is when you're doing all of this, sometimes you get caught up in the moment and it's OK. You know, you block off your time and, you know, if you were going to take a break at 11 o'clock and it's 11.05 and you, you're finishing some thoughts, do that. But don't say, oh, I'm almost done take your break, honor, honor your schedule, take your breaks and allow yourself to be refreshed and come back and finish strong. But I really think it's important to take those mental breaks and, and to not give in to the pressure to just do all of that. So there's a, that tension, you know, you've got a schedule, you've got your breaks and, you know, I think it's a lot, a, a lot like, you were at camp or something like that. You knew where you were supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And you're kind of treating this like your grown adult version of camp for yourself. <laughs> so right. honor your break time, you know, honor your, your worship time, honor, you know, your dinner time, take your breaks and kind of stick to your schedule. And you'll be glad you did on the backside of all of this. Yeah. And a couple of things again, to include on those breaks, I, um, First of all, I think it'd be really awesome for you to go and have some worship time with another church. As pastors, that was one of the frustrating things is I never got to go worship with another church. And what a blessing that has been in the role that I have now is to be able to go and enjoy worship with other churches. And so do that. Another thing, some of you guys are not great hikers. Maybe your knees are bad like ours are now. <laughs> um, but go watch a movie. Go, you know, if you're close to a theater. Go and, and uh, do something like that, but have some time to, to be refreshed, too. 
Yeah, so a lot of lot of different things to consider on that. You know, Trent, I always went solo for this. This was kind of my my personal retreat time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it might be a situation where the only way to make it work is to, you know, take your spouse with you, but allow them the freedom to have kind of their own personal retreat um, while you're doing your work. And so, you know, talk through how that would look like. You know, I think, again, in my ideal world, this is something that I'm thinking about is a thing that it's us and God working mm -hmm. through this. But I also get that circumstances sometimes don't lend itself to to doing anything different. So I get that as well. So adapt. We're not giving you hard and fast rules. We just kind of want to give you some thoughts that come to our mind when we think about planning a sermon retreat. And I got to tell you, if Trent and I were each doing one, it would look different from the other. Um, oh, yeah. Yours wouldn't be exactly like mine, and mine wouldn't be exactly like yours. And the way we put sermons together is different. Yeah, that's, but God called both of us. And so, you know, God has called you, too. And so we want you to do what God has placed in you, and he's made you the way he wants you to be. And he uses you the way he wants you to be. So, uh, yeah, I think that's so important. Don't don't try to be, this is not a cookie cutter. This is a, hey, these are some helps and things we've learned. So anyway, we want to see you and your ministry last. Your church will be excited. My church would get almost ex excited as I did for me to go on this retreat. And I did it in the middle of the week. I didn't miss a Sunday. Um, I had that freedom and, and that ability. So it wasn't one of those things of woohoo, we get to get rid of him for a week. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was nothing like that. My church just loved that they knew that I had a plan and that I was honoring a plan, that I was seeking God's guidance on the direction of where our messages were going in our church. It gave them a sense of purpose and, and a sense that. God was being very intentional in the lives of our church. And I think your church will appreciate it. So I really want to encourage you to consider this because endurance, endurance takes intentionality. And this is a very intentional step that you can take. So we want to thank you for joining us on the Enduring Churches podcast. We hope that today's lesson will help you and your church endure. And we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode.